Hello, this is Angelique with the Gaston County Public Library, and I'm here today with Andrew for another episode of Andrew Really, Really Likes Award Shows. Today, we're going to be talking about Andrew's Oscar nomination predictions. So just a warning, you might hear some weird sounds because we have construction here in the library. We have a lot of good things coming. All right, Andrew. Yeah, we're excited about the construction. It's, it has been a little loud, a little dusty. A lot of the staff, you'll, you'll notice, are wearing like jeans because we got dust everywhere. But when it's done, um, it's going to be really nice. Actually, out in our lobby here at the main library, there's some really nice renderings from our architectural firm of what the um, some of the bigger projects like our children's room and um, our third floor will look like. So definitely take a look at those. And um, we're just really excited. Thank you to our, our friends at the Aston County Public Works. Um, and all our, our wonderful construction crew, they've been really, really great. Um, so we're, we're excited about that. Thank you again for having me on, on for Andrew Really, Really, Really Likes Award Shows. Um, it is kind of hard to believe that it's Oscar season again, but we are here. Um, Tuesday, February 8th, the, the nominations will come out. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about what I think is going to happen. Um, we now have gone through the first three phases of Oscar season. Um, the phase one was the festival circuit, where all these films get premieres like Cannes, Toronto, Telluride, Venice. Phase two were all the critics groups. And, and a lot of people put a lot of weight on them. Those are just, especially some of those, they're just random people in their house like behind a computer. So um, not no offense, the critics are great. But a lot of what they do is try to like launch their favorites. Um, and then phase three is, is the... Uh, Excuse me. Phase yes. Phase three is now the is almost complete. That's the guild phases. So this is where contenders get separated from the pretenders. Um, these guilds have members that are also members of the academy. So there's a direct correlation between their nominees and winners and the Oscar nominees and winners. So phase four is the final phase, and this is where the guilds announce their winners, and we lead up to to Oscar night, which will be in late March. Yeah, I can't remember the date. Whatever that last Sunday in March, I think is when it's going to be. Um, so it's now time to predict the Oscar nominees. Just so you know, I've been posting a few prediction updates on Off the Shelf, the library's blog spot, blog, blog spot, blog. Um, it's www.gastonlibrary.blogspot.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That is right. Okay, I worried about that. And, and I should have just double-checked, but instead I just wrote it down there like, ah, wing it. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and I will post my final predictions on there as well. Just a disclaimer, we are recording this before the BAFTA nominations. BAFTA are the, the British Academy, and they've kind of been indicative in recent years. Um, I don't expect them to shift these predictions, like, tremendously, maybe a few in the main categories. Um, but that blog post will include those BAFTA, you know, after the BAFTA nods. So those will be my, like, final 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 predictions so these are like final sort of predictions pre-finals pre-finals yes i don't really think there's going to be because bafta kind of did their own thing when they changed the rules for their stuff last year so it's not going to be super super indicative but um also i'm only talking about the top seven categories in this podcast so there you'll be able to see all 23 categories of predictions all right, let's move on to the predictions. Let's start with the Screenplay Awards. Awesome. So Best Adapted Screenplay, this is adapted from something else. Um, so the writing awards are a bit skewed from their guild because the WGA has really strict requirements. Basically, you have to be a WGA member for your film to be eligible. So every year there are tons of films that don't get nominated WGA. Nominated. nominated <laughs> that's not a word. Nominated at WGA. Um and they win at the Oscars. Uh, so in this category, three of my predictions and one that is the, a close contender were not eligible. Um, those are Drive My Car, The Lost Daughter, Passing, and The Power of the Dog. So The Power of the Dog is Jane Campion's latest. She doesn't make a lot of movies. Um, she did win an Oscar for the, the piano back in the 90s. Um, so this is, this is her first in, in like 11 years, I think. Um, and it is an Oscar front runner. It's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you can watch it. Uh, so, you know, it's getting a lot of buzz and she is definitely out front. And I actually think right now she's probably the front runner to win this award. 
um, Coda, which is this little, it's a Sundance film. It's on Apple TV. It is the little film that could. It's about this uh, deaf family and the daughter who is not deaf wants to sing. And there's kind of this, you know, well, we can't hear it. Um, and it's it's a really, it's a feel-good movie. It's got Marley Matlin um, and a lot of newcomers. And so it's a great film. I think that Cian uh, Hedder, who is the writer-director, will get nominated. Uh, she got in a WGA. Uh, Drive My Car is a is a Japanese film. I just recently watched it. It's awesome. Um, it's based on a short story, and they make it into a three-hour movie, but it's actually really, really good. It's getting a lot of critical attention. It won, I think, at Los Angeles Film Critics, a lot of the regional film critics. Um, I don't know if the Oscars are paying much attention, but this this Academy is a lot more international than it used to be in terms of its membership. So some of these, these big foreign films um, have been able to get in, but a lot of them, like Roma and Parasite, had a lot of attention and and drive my car once we got into the guild phase it's not showing up anywhere i do think bafta will go big for it which will kind of show that there is some support for it but no matter what i do think it gets in here because this uh this writing writers branch has always favored and always nominated like animated films um, and foreign language films in the past even before the academy um, uh, kind of diversified their membership so i definitely think it's getting in um, the Lost Daughter is Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut. It's also on Netflix. Um, it has kind of flirted with Oscar success. Um, it's, it did really well at the Indie Spirit nods. Um, it'll be interesting to see how well it does, but I, I think that the writers are going to reward it. It's based on that Elena Ferrante novel, and we have those novels here. Very, very popular, and she's very popular, obviously, um, as an actress, and this is her, her, her kind of first direct course is directorial debut it's her first time directing that's what that means <laughs> in case you didn't know what that meant um so uh finally i'm predicting dune um and and wga has the wga usc scripter award which is an interesting one and i think it'll get bafta and it'll, it'll seal its deal um genre films have have done better in recent years they don't necessarily do well at the oscars um watch out for for west side story musicals don't do well in the writing category because it, you know a lot of the music especially the music was written you know, 60 years ago. Um, but this is Tony Kushner behind it. He did Lincoln. He did Angels in America on Broadway. He's very popular with the writers. Joel Cohen is always a favorite. Um, he did miss out at WGA, and he was eligible. Um, and that's for The Tragedy of Macbeth. And then there's also um, Nightmare Alley, which did uh, get a WGA nod. It's the new Guillermo del Toro film. But that film, I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to get a bunch of craft nods, but not much else. We'll see. And then finally, watch out for Passing. It's a really great film. Another great actress, Rebecca Hall. Um, it's on Netflix as well. Um, and, and that one could uh, is, is getting a lot of support as well. So for best original screenplay, and this is originally to the screen. Again, I don't feel like I needed to explain that, but just in case. Um, so this time, the two biggest, two of the biggest contenders were also not eligible instead of three. Uh, one is Belfast, and the other is uh, Parallel Mothers, which I'm not sure is going to get in, but Belfast is definitely getting in. This is Kenneth Branagh's, and I'm not a Kenneth Branagh fan. Most of his stuff makes me just... But I liked Belfast. Um, it's kind of a personal story about him growing up in, in Ireland, and it's very... Um, it's a feel-good movie. It's very sweet, and I, it did win the Golden Globe now. The Golden Globes, you know... Controversy. We talk about so many controversies on this podcast. Um, I don't know if anyone paid attention to them, but if they did, he did win there. Um, and he, of course, he has never won an Oscar in all these years. I mean, because he shouldn't have. But this time, if he wins, it would be very well deserved. So I think he's he's definitely out front, um, even if he didn't wasn't eligible at WGA. Um, don't look up King Richard and Licorice Pizza. So don't look up as Adam McKay. It's on Netflix. King Richard is the um, the uh, Serena and Venus Williams' father. The biopic about him. Uh, with Will Smith, and then Licorice Pizza's Paul Thomas Anderson, if you're a PTA fan, um, this is kind of his feel-good comedy. Uh, they, they feel like locks because they all are really big best picture contenders, which, of course, we'll get to. I have this feeling 
that being the Ricardos, it's 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 doing really well with the guilds, which is kind of surprising to me because it had a really mixed reaction. But it's just it seems to just keep racking up guild nominations. Um, it did get a WGA nod. It's Aaron Sorkin, who is a previous uh, screenwriting Oscar winner and kind of a legend with that brand. She got nominated for like Molly's Game, which got nothing else. So I think it's going to get in. Um, but I keep there, there's always a film that does really well with the guilds that kind of drops out, and that one feels like it's the weak link. So if it if it doesn't get in, I want to watch out for Parallel Mothers, which we talked about. This is Pedro Almodovar, who's who's a legend. He has won a screenwriting Oscar as well. Um, it's just that film, as good as it is, it just does not hit anywhere, and it's just rare that something doesn't get a lot of love along the way, and and somehow still slips into the Oscar. It happens, but it's just rare. Um, I think BAFTA will go for him. Uh, you know, the Europeans stick together, and I think that that will that will help. Um, I would also throw out uh, Mike Mills for Come On, Come On. It's a beautiful movie. It's about Uncle and his nephew, and it's really sweet. If you haven't seen it, we're going to get it soon here at the library. I don't think it has a street date release date yet. Um, it didn't get a WGA, which it was, of course, eligible, and it, and it kind of hurt. And then, But it, what did get in was The French Dispatch, which is Wes Anderson. This is a film. It, it did really well at Cannes, and then it kind of disappeared. I don't really know why. It was it was felt like all the other Wes Anderson movies that, that the Academy has, has embraced. It had the great cast and the great settings. But it did get in at WGA, and it's done actually relatively well. It could end up with some surprise nominations, and I could see it uh, hitting here. All right. Well, let's move on to the acting awards. All right. Um. So, so best supporting actress. We're going to start with best supporting actress. A really great race this year. I think three of them are locked and loaded. Uh, one is Ariana DeBose, and this is for West Side Story, and it's the same role that Rita Moreno played in the original West Side Story and won an Oscar for. So that's kind of cool. By the way, Moreno is also in this race because she plays a different role in the in the updated film. Um, if Ariana were to win, she would become the first queer person of color to win an acting Oscar. She did win the Globe. Again, I don't know if anyone cares, but she did. <laughs> she's won a lot of critics awards um, and she's just, just up and coming star that, that really knocks it out. If you haven't seen the movie, you, you're going to love Ariana DeBose's performance. Um, but there's, there's two other contenders that I think... Um, to watch out for one is Kirsten Dunst for Power of the Dog. Now I'm gonna I'm be honest with you, and if Talisa's listening to this, she'll know. I I struggle with Kirsten Dunst. She's one of those that it, until the last couple of years, I just did not like her as an actress, not as a person. I've seen interviews; she seems really cool. I love her husband Jesse Plemons as well. But the last couple of years, she's picked some roles that I'm really like. Okay, I get it now. Um, and Power of the Dog, she's really great in, and opposite her husband again. Um, I mean, God, get a life, guys. Like, find some other people to act. To. Everything they act together, but they're really good together, so it works obviously. <laughs> So because they're, they're married and have children, I would hope that they work well together. Um, I also think that uh, Katrina, and I, I think that's how I pronounce it. You know, the Scottish Irish people. I think it's Katrina, but it's spelled like Catriona. Yeah, I think, think it's Katrina. I think they pronounce. Like, I think Shannon has said it's Katrina. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shannon will be the expert uh, for Belfast. Uh, she she just she she got the SAG nomination. I think she's going to get it. BAFTA. She's a very popular actress, um, and this this film is is really really popular. Um, so those are the top three. But we have two other obviously uh uh, uh slots that's the word i was looking for slots it's really early in the morning it is i'm sorry angelique all right so and and i would hope that that would be edited out but i know it won't be so no gotcha okay ruth nega uh got in for uh, a sag nod for passing which is that um a rebecca hall film that i think is, is an outside contender for adapted screenplay um she is of course a previous nominee she got in for loving and uh 
that's a film that's kind of flirted flirted with again oscar i keep saying flirted with it's like it pops up some places, but it's not necessarily a huge contender. But the fact that she got in at SAG, I think, is indicative, and I definitely think she'll get in at BAFTA. She is Irish, so the, the again, the the British and the Irish still stick stick together there, and I think that that will help. Um, and Passing is a British film because Rebecca Hall is British, so I definitely think she'll get in at BAFTA. And if you get SAG and BAFTA and all these things, it's it's kind of hard not to get that slot. So for the final slot, SAG went with Kate Blanchett for Nightmare Alley, a film that has. It started off really strong and it kind of slipped. It had mixed reviews, but it's very uh, stylistic. And Guillermo del Toro, of course, won for his last film, Shape of Water. So I, I feel like it could be, be do better than we think, but it hasn't popped up enough for me to think it's going to like break through. Um, the problem is, is that she also made the BAFTA long list. So we do have the long list for BAFTA. They released like the top 15 contenders for five or six slots. But she didn't make it for Nightmare Alley. She made it for Don't Look Up. She's in the Adam McKay film. And so I'm like, I could see there be some, if there, if both those roles are on the ballot and some people are voting for Don't Look Up and some people are voting for Nightmare Alley and neither of them, I mean, I love Kate Blanchett. She's great and everything, but neither of them are like her best roles. I think they're going to split the vote. And I think that Ingenue Ellis, who I spoke very highly of in our Emmy podcast, and she did get nominated for Lovecraft Country, and which was really exciting. Um, she did not get in at SAG and unceremonious snub. I'm so mad I hit the table. Um, she's awesome. She's opposite Will Smith playing Venus and Serena's mother. Um, and, you know, Will Smith's the, the powerhouse and he's the Oscar frontrunner. She is awesome in this movie. And the film got a SAG ensemble not in Will Smith. I don't know how she didn't get in. And I'm hoping it was just because whatever they, they saw Kate Blanchett's name on a ballot. Um, I do think she could get in. I would also watch out for Marley Matlin again in Coda and Rita Moreno, both are former Oscar winners. And the one that I'm, I'm, I'm like, if she gets a BAFTA nod, this is one. And her name is Jessie Buckley. The one that I think should play the character in Midnight Library, Uh that actress, she's in the lost daughter. She plays Olivia Coleman's daughter, um, in that film. And she's a British, a star. She was nominated for a, a British film called Wild Rose, which was never going to get the Oscars, but they clearly like her. And the film is, is you know, it's on Netflix. There's a lot of support. She was in Fargo. She could slip in. That could be a surprise um, come, come Tuesday morning. So for Best Supporting Actor, this race has only two solid slots. Even with all the precursors, I, I feel like that it's going to be Troy Kotsur for Coda. Again, um, he is deaf and, and a deaf actor, and he plays this really effective role as the father. Just very moving performance. And then Cody Smith-McPhee, this, this tall, gangly-looking character. He's, <laughs> he has some sort of disorder that makes him like he, like he can't gain weight or whatever. So he's, he's, he's like eight feet tall, and he weighs like 12 pounds. Um, <laughs> and he's like 30, but he looks like he's like 12. But anyway, he's, um, he's in The Power of the Dog, and it's, a, it's an interesting it, – it has gotten all these recognitions. And I watch the film, and I'm like, it's an odd, interesting role. I kind of get why people like it. And he's, get, he's winning a lot of critics' awards, but I, I wonder if Oscar voters will go for the more moving veteran performance of Troy Kotsor. But they're both in. I think that's easy. But they have been the only two consistent contenders on this entire circuit. I mean, this has been going on for a couple of months now. Belfast has two big roles, and SAG nominated neither, which was just kind of shocking. Again, it got in for the ensemble. I think that at least one of them will get in, and that will probably be Sierra Hines, who is one of those guys, if you saw him, you know exactly who he is, even if you don't know his name. And he's kind of a, a, a veteran um, and kind of a legend over over in uh, Ireland. Um, and I think if they both get in at BAFTA or one or the other, then I'll feel more solid about that prediction. The other one is uh, Jamie Dornan, uh, who is not as good in the movie, but he's a big star. And he's kind of been working the circuit because uh, he's charming. And, you know, he, he can – sometimes that helps. If you yeah. kiss rear end, people are going to – they're going to vote for you. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the last slot uh, is, that I'm picking right now, 
excuse me, that's not the last slot. The fourth slot that I'm picking right now is Bradley Cooper. This has this crazy like eight minute scene in Licorice Pizza. It's it's insane. But he got in at SAG and he has several projects this year. He's the lead in that Nightmare Alley. And he's he's a he's never won an Oscar, but he's been nominated a lot over the years and surprised several times. I think he's going to take a slot. Like like I said, getting that SAG nod was his biggest hurdle for me. So the last slot, okay. I, I unfortunately had Jared Leto for House of Gucci, and and I'm the more I look at that, I'm like I think I'm going to switch it out probably between now and the final predictions because. It's a very showy performance. It's very over the top. It's it's him and makeup. You know how he like loses seventy pounds and he and then he'll gain forty five pounds. It's one of those where he's gained forty five pounds. I don't know. The SAG went really heavy for House of Gucci because I think they just like the stars and apparently they really campaigned heavily with the SAG voters. I don't know if the Oscars they're a little more discerning. <laughs> so I don't know if they're gonna get in. it's kinda of same thing. So Ben Affleck got in at SAG for this film called The Tinder Bar. Very mixed reviews. He is good in the movie. Um it's on Amazon Prime, so you can you can watch it if you have Amazon. But I feel like that's one of those the SAG voters which are a lot more populous are like, Oh, we like Ben Affleck, check. Yeah. You know, Jared Leto is one of our favorites, and and I get Jared Leto's done some great roles. He's also done some really bad ones. So mm-hmm. you should probably discern between the two of them, uh, and they they often can't. So I, I'm not predicting um, Ben Affleck, but I am predicting Jared Leto again. If if the actors like House of, House of Gucci, then maybe the actors in the Academy will. Um, but if for some reason they wake up and they realize that that's probably not going to look good in like a couple of years. You know, there's not you know, like that didn't sit well, age well. Um I think Mike Feist, he is he's getting raised for West Side Story. He's a stage veteran. He was a Tony nominee for um the stage version of Dear, Dear Evan Hansen. The film version also came out this year and it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. But apparently the stage version's really good and he he was nominated for a Tony and he's really great in West Side Story. He's, like I said, he's getting a lot of rave reviews. Just he just hasn't won a lot. If after comes through, that would be interesting. Uh, Jesse Plemons, we talked about. You know, he and his wife are always together. I mean, did they not ever get a break? Like that's just too much. They work together. They live together. Just, anyway, but he's really great. He's kind of subtle in the power of the dog. Um, but I could see that happening. And J.K. Simmons and being the Ricardos, he's really great too. And he he is an Oscar winner as well. So so we'll see what happens. It, so that's like I mentioned like nine names for five slots because Mm -hmm. and and to be because to be fair beyond those two that we talked about at the beginning it could be some combination of those other seven guys um so we'll see that one like i said might be one that's updated the most post bafta um so for best actress this seems to be where it's like the films aren't that great the performances are really good and you love the actors so this one has had so many ups and downs um and this one and supporting actor are really the ones that feel like they're up in the air and I, I kind of hope that BAFTA kind of helps us out there with that with, with before the final blog post. Kristen Stewart plays Princess Di in a movie called Spencer. A lot of mixed reactions. People either love it or they think it's the worst thing ever. And that, that seems to be the re- reaction that I get. She was a she was a front runner, but then she missed it SAG. She didn't win the Globe. Again, if they're paying attention, she she lost to Nicole Kidman. BAFTA could help her out. Obviously, she's playing Princess Di. Yeah. British actors. It's uh, the rest of the, all the every other actor in that movie is British. Except for the person they chose to play the main role. <laughs> Whatever. It's got like a, a Sally Hawkins and others that are really popular. It just is not done well. And she has not done well. And and so I'm wondering if that was just indicative of she's the, the critics liked her, but that doesn't necessarily mean it crosses over. Um and, and a lot of people are also predicting Penelope Cruz. Again, really great film, Parallel Mothers. I saw it on a screener, and if she gets in at BAFTA, that could really help. But again, it's just it it no one no one's talking about this movie as good as it is. I don't know if voters watched it. I don't know if they they've seen it. 
Um, there's also these two upstarts, uh, Rachel Zegler and Alana Haim. Alana Haim is Haim, the band. I don't know if the three sisters. I don't know if you know the band. No. They're really good, actually. Uh, they've, they've gotten some Grammy nods. And Rachel Zegler's a newcomer. She is the star of, she's playing the Natalie Wood character, of course, in West Side Story. Um, but again, there's, there's just nothing to tie them to a nomination. So I don't really know how this one's going to to end up. So I'm sticking with right now the SAG Five. And again, check on that, that that blog post to see if anything changes. But the SAG Five are Jessica Chastain for the Eyes of Tammy Faye, right here, Tammy Faye Baker, right here in Charlotte. She's real famous. Um, Jessica Chastain's fantastic. The movie's eh, but uh, she is good. And they the make. I mean, they they piled it out. She has permanent. She said she's having some like permanent damage from piling on all that makeup. Like skin problems because okay. <laughs> because the because Tammy Faye I mean you know they had those shirts where it's like I ran into Tammy Faye at the mall and it had like the outline of all oh, the yeah? makeup yeah so apparently yeah they piled on all this makeup and and Jessica Chastain's having a lot of like skin issues so she committed to that role she's <laughs> she deserves an Oscar nod just for that um, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci now I love by the way I love Lady Gaga right she's fantastic I I, I just don't know it's very campy. But she's a star, and people seem to like her. So that one, don't be surprised if that one misses out a lot. And that's gonna be one of those people get Kristen Stewart. There are a lot of these Case Two fans. Yeah, I don't even think they've seen the damn thing. I like. I don't even think they watched the movie. But God, if it doesn't get when she missed out at SAG, it was like all hell broke loose on on the Twitter verse or whatever. <laughs> like, okay, sorry. Um, uh, Jennifer Hudson for respect playing uh, Aretha Franklin again. The film's not that great, but she's Jennifer Hudson, and she when she sings, she sounds like Aretha. Aretha hand picked her. I want you to play me in a movie uh, before she died, and so you really feel that respect. They really liked each other mm-hmm. as people, and and they worked well together. Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Nina, it's funny, and I've heard some complaints, but this was one where when they announced that Nicole Kidman's going to play Lucy, it was like. Have you lost your mind? I actually think she's pretty good. She doesn't do as well with like the the sitcom scenes, mm-hmm. but apparently that really wasn't Lucille Ball. That was yeah. an act, and she really did her research to figure out what Lucille Ball was like behind the scenes. And she was very much a, a game changing woman, you know, steering the show that was about her and her husband at a time when women didn't do that. Yeah. Um. And and so Kidman is a consummate performer, and I actually think she's really good. A lot of people don't agree with that, but I do. And the other one that might end up being the front runner is Olivia Coleman again. I love Olivia Coleman. I just I want her to win awards just to see her speeches because she's hilarious. <laughs> she is so funny. Um, when even when she presented, so she won for the favorite. The next year she presented the Best Actor Oscar, and she had let her hair like go natural gray and cut it. And she's like, you know, winning an Oscar ages you. And she said, thank you so much for having me back. Last year was the best night of my husband's life. <laughs> It's like he actually says that, and I've given birth three times. So he just, she just, she just has this natural wit, and and so, um, and she's really great in the Lost Daughter, that Maggie Gyllenhaal film. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. After that one could change a little bit. Right now, I'm sticking with the SAG Five, and I don't know who's going to win. That one's really very much up in the air. So for Best Actor, this race compared to some of the other ones has been pretty consistent. There are four slots that I'd be jaw drop shocked if they didn't get in. Will Smith for King Richard, absolutely phenomenal. I think he's the front runner. Um, He's never won an Oscar. He's been in the business, what, 30 years at this point? He hasn't aged mm-hmm. at all. He even ordered Jada Pinkett have aged. But they've been in the business for 30 years, and he's never had this kind of recognition. So I think he's he's the front runner. Benedict Cumberbatch or Power of the Dog, that is a whew, that is a menacing, interesting performance, and, and he's very good. Um, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Now, I love that movie. It's it's If you're a theater nerd, you have to get to Netflix and watch Tick, Tick, Boom. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut. And who knew Andrew Garfield could sing? 
and by God, if he doesn't have a great voice and he knocks it out of the park, it's the story of Jonathan Larson who, um, in his first play, it's actually, it, it was a Broadway musical and, uh, he ended up writing Rent and the night of their first premiere, he died of an aortic aneurysm. Um, and so it, but he was just this light in, in New York and on Broadway. It's just a really great performance. And I, I hope he, he, he could, he could be the upset contender. And then the other one is, um, then the great Denzel Washington doing, who would have thought Denzel Washington would just, he is one of the best actors I've ever seen read Shakespeare. And I don't know. I, don't like Shakespeare. Like, I know that's like, <laughs> I'm a librarian and, uh, probably because they force you to read like the worst plays that they have in school. Yeah. Like there's some decent ones, but they're not the ones that you study, yeah. you know? Um, but he is in the tragedy of Macbeth, of course, playing Macbeth um, up against Francis McDormand um, and, and Corey Hawkins. And, and it's, he's great. And so that's going to happen. And he's Denzel. They yeah. nominated him for like, what was that one? Roman J. Israel. At the time. It was awful, <laughs> but it's Denzel. So, and no, but in this one, he really, he deserves it. The fifth slot's kind of interesting. Um, Sag went for Javier Bardem, of course, a previous winner for being the Ricardos, playing Ricky Ricardo. Uh, Peter Dinklage for Joe Wright's Cyrano, this odd musical thing that that um, I'm not I'm not sure what I felt. I felt, saw it on a screener. I'm like, I don't really know what I felt about it, but I do like Peter Dinklage. Um, if he gets in at BAFTA, I think he will get BAFTA. So then it just depends on is is that vote is is that where they're trending, or is it because he's British and that oh, is he British? I think he's British. I thought he was American. He is American. Okay, but it's a British movie, right? Joe yeah. Wright, a uh, British director. Um, but they also could go, so like Leonardo DiCaprio, I really thought would get in at SAG for Don't Look Up because he's like the most nominated SAG performer ever. He didn't. Um, and, and there's also Cooper Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, who's in Licorice Pizza. I'm not sure how all that's going to land. I'm sticking with Javier Bardem because that SAG nod was big for him. And he's Javier Bardem. You know, people like him. He, he's he's well, re, well respected. And of course, he's an Oscar winner, like I said. So right now I'm sticking with that. But if BAFTA goes for Dinklage or DiCaprio or even someone else, I mean, if they, if they, they throw in a wild card, I'll, I'll take a look at it before that final that final blog post. OK, let's get to the top two categories. All right. So best director, um, the DGA five are the five that I had been predicting for a while. But I know that these Academy voters in the director's branch, like I said, they were incredibly diverse and they were incredibly um, international. Even before the membership, they really focused on diversifying the membership. Um, and there have been, over the last 20 years, there have been like 15 uh, directors of either like really quirky indies or foreign language films that have been nominated, even when they had like five Best Picture nominees. So I know that there's a good chance that that DGA five does not translate over. Unfortunately, I think the one that's going to miss out is Steven Spielberg. Now Steven Spielberg has had plenty of Oscar nods, right? Two wins. He's had like 46 nods because he's Steven Spielberg, and he's fantastic. But but it's a reboot of a film. It it's done well in the circuit, but it's not the strongest. And this is where I think that. Um, and I'm gonna try to pronounce this correctly. If I don't, please, please forgive me. Um, okay, Raisuke Hamaguchi. Ryusuke. Ryusuke. Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Oh, okay. Closer. Okay, Ryusuke Hamaguchi um, for Drive My Car. Again, this is a film. The first two hours, I'm like, I don't really get what we're doing here. <laughs> but when you get it, it's like, oh. It hits. It hits. It's such a well-made movie. Um, and I definitely think he'll get in a BAFTA nod. So the last couple of years, you had Paolo Polakowski for Ida. Not for Ida. He did Ida, but that wasn't for, for Cold War. And then last year, Thomas Vinterberg. Remember, I pronounced his name <laughs> wrong. Vinterberg, who got in last year for another round. Um, and, and neither of those films were nominated for anything outside of, I guess, international feature. Maybe cinematography or something. Um but they both got the BAFTA nod. So, by the way, did you hear that like, weird? I just, yeah. Okay. 
I can't wait till we have our podcasting studio. <laughs> it'll be nice. I don't know if it'll help like my ridiculousness, but it'll be great. By the way, one of the things in the construction is a podcasting <laughs> studio, which you'll be able to see in the lobby of our renderings. Anyway, um, I think he's going to get that fifth slot. Um, that could also help Pedro Almodovar. Even, like I said, even if Parallel Mothers is not doing well across the Academy, I can guarantee you that director's branch have watched Parallel Mothers because they love Pedro Almodovar. Um, so the other ones, by the way, are Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, uh, Denny Villeneuve for Dune, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, and Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. Popular directors, and the films are visual. They're gonna, I think they're going to do well with, and so is West Side Story, by the way. I just feel like the other one may be Kenneth Branagh, and that may shock people. It shouldn't. But it might shock people that they leave in Spielberg and they take out Branagh. I feel like Villeneuve... Villeneuve could, I mean, but the, the, the sci-fi sometimes people are just, but Dune has done really well. It is the only film that has gotten a nomination at every single guild, at least for something. Um, and it got the DGA. So I, I feel like it's, it's going to be Spielberg out, but if not, maybe Branagh, maybe Villeneuve. Paul Thomas Anderson, Jane, Jane Campion is winning this thing. Uh, she's a legend. They love her. I, I'd be shocked if anyone else wins. And finally, Best Picture. So in the past couple of years, the Academy has had this five to 10 model, right? You can have anywhere between five to 10 nominations based on how the voting works out. And it's, I don't do math. So it's I, very complicated. Clearly you don't do math. I, I, hey, I have gotten better with it over the years. What do you mean? Clearly I don't do math. Well, you just gave like what? You gave nine people for five slots. Okay. But I admitted <laughs> that only five of them would make it in anyway. I'm really bad at math. That's why I got defensive. So that's anyway, so okay. So um, in almost every year, it was like either eight or nine nominees, and it got to the point it was almost eight every single time. This year, um, they're going to a solid ten nominees. Uh, they're going back to that uh, that they had for a couple years um, because it was confusing and it got frustrating for people. So I can predict though those eight. Those eight are easy. You have the five DGA, West Side Story, Power of the Dog, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, Dune. DGA is actually almost more predictive of Best Picture than it is a Best Director, which is odd, um, in terms of nominations. And then there's a there's a trifecta of, of films, Coda, um, the the little Apple TV movie that could, Don't Look Up, which by the way, Don't Look Up's interesting. It has like, like a 50 on Metacritic. It is a love. People either think it's the most brilliant satire since Dr. Strangelove, or it's trash that deserves to be thrown out. I don't know why. I, I liked it. I haven't seen it, but I think it just depresses people. <laughs> well, that's part of it. That was the point. Yeah. But it has so but it has it has hit every single guild. There are cl- the people who love it are going to bat for it. It won't win Best Picture because Best Picture you need with that preferential ballot, you need to be liked. And so if you're a love hate movie, it's gonna be it's not gonna win. But yeah, I think it will get nominated. And then uh King Richard, uh the 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 again the what is his name? Mr. Williams. I don't remember his first name. Neither do I. I always just say Venus and Serena's dad. Because <laughs> they're the, you know, most, you know, greatest tennis players of all time. Whatever. So, but it, I think that'll get in. So now you have these last two slots. So PGA, which is the Producers Guild, went for being the Ricardos and Tick, Tick, Boom. Yay. Um, I could see BAFTA going with uh, Drive My Car, um, which I think would help. Or No Time to Die. Yes, I know. Bond movie. But it's it it was a... One of the biggest successes, even in the middle of the pandemic, that they have had at the British box office in years. They love this movie. Um, it's it's Daniel Craig's final outing as Bond. It's a good movie. It's not, I mean, it's not the best of his, but it's still a good movie. Um, it gets surprised. It's done really well with the guilds over here. It didn't get the big ones, but it got a lot of the technical ones. Um, 
So I, I could see that happening. Crafty films like Nightmare Alley and Tragedy Macbeth have had a lot of support from below the line, but they haven't had a lot of support from those bigger branches. House of Gucci, we talked about, had a lot of SAG support. And yes, the new Spider-Man movie has been given an official Oscar campaign. I don't know what they think <laughs> is going to come from that. I mean, visual effects, sound, maybe, you know, but I, I'm like, it ain't getting, be- if it gets Best Picture, I'll be jaw dry. It's not a bad movie, apparently. I haven't seen it yet because I, I haven't been back to the theaters and I hate that. I'm happy that the theaters are back. I'm happy we're actually seeing box office because I think that there's something about the magic of, of sitting in a theater and that shared space. And, and so I'm, I'm happy. I just haven't been back yet because that's just my personal whatever. I can't wait to go back. I'm getting to the point. I'm like, you know what? I get covered. I got I to gotta go see a movie. <laughs> I'm dying here. Um, but it, it apparently, people loved it. It's not a bad movie, but I, I just, I don't see that. The like fifth Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it either. I don't. It's not it's getting like three in for, hours long. I'm yeah, not sitting through that. Right. And apparently, like it's all it does is like rehash all the old villains. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I've already seen all the villains. Anyway, um, sorry, Anjali's like, shut up. I don't have to edit all this. So, um, I think Tick Tick Boom has a lot of passion. It did get a PGA nod. It got in at WGA, and DJ has a like a first film nomination. And so, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda got there. I love this movie, but I'm looking at. How do you build a Best Picture nomination? The only thing it, it's, it looks like it's going to get is sound, Andrew Garfield, and nothing else. I don't know if that's enough support to get into Best Picture, even with 10 nominees. Although we had films when we had 10 before that had like one other nomination and got in. So that's, it's not out. Um, instead, I'm going with being the Ricardos. Again, not the greatest movie, but it, people seem to like it. And it could get Nicole Kidman, it could get Bardem, screenplay. And then I also think it will get some craft nods beyond one, like for Tick, Tick, Boom. More nominations just feels like more support. It feels like it's going to get in. Um, and, and the other one, the my final slot, is the Drive My Car. I do think that's going to happen. It feels like a more a couple years ago, which unlike uh, Parasite, unlike Roma, did not get all these Guild nominations, but it just it clearly had support. If you nominate something for Best Writing and Best Directing and it doesn't get into Best Picture, you have to wonder, well, if it's that good, why is it not a best picture? I think there's a lot of support for it. I think it's going to happen. Again, watch out for No Time to Die. No, yeah, No Time to Die. That is the name of it, right? I don't... Is that the name of it? I've only seen one of these movies you've mentioned. Oh, so I don't which know. one? Sp- not Spider-Man. No, not Spider-Man. I've seen Dune. Oh, okay. Okay. But I think it's called No Time to Die. You know what? If it's not... Whatever. The Bond movie. Okay, the whatever. The Bond movie. The Bond movie. Okay. Um... Watch out for that one. Watch out for some of these other ones. The French Dispatch, I'm going to throw in there just because, again, Wes Anderson seems to be popular. I don't know why this movie didn't land. But right now, those are my 10, and um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't even know who's announcing the nods. They usually announce who's going to announce. I know, isn't that funny? They announce who's going to announce. I don't know who's going to announce it, but bright and early, uh, a Tuesday, February 8th, uh, we'll, we will find out the Oscar nominations. The telecast will have a host this year because after a couple years without a host, um, the gimmick wore out. It's like, yeah. we have to have a host. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're going to have a host this year. And hopefully it will be last year, like the worst ratings, because no one had, no one has still seen those movies. Yeah. Because um, they were all indie. We didn't have any big movies. This year we have some big movies. So I hope people will tune in. Um, and, and that'll be exciting. And if you're a huge Spider-Man fan, I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll probably get some nominations. Like, And to me, an Oscar nomination is an Oscar nomination. I don't care if it's for Best Picture or if it's for Best Animated Short. You're an Oscar-nominated film. Yeah. And if you love that movie, you should tune in. Tune into that category to see if it wins. Um, so I, I don't feel like if it doesn't get a Best Picture nomination, it's some sort of, you know, controversy. We have a lot. We talk about the controversies. That ain't going to be one of them. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But there are some people who are really passionate that that movie gets in. Good luck. Good luck to you. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, if you're, it, I may be wrong. If it gets in, I'll be like, okay, got in. I, I admit defeat, but it ain't happen. <laughs> All right. Thank you again for having me here. On, on Andrew really, really likes award shows and Gaston Speaks. This is a really fun project for us. And um, if you haven't checked out, we have a new series called We're Booked Up. I guess it's not new anymore. We've been doing it for a while now. A couple months. A yeah. couple months, yeah. Really? Um, we have a, we're have we going to record another one next week, just in time for Valentine's Day. It's a Hopefully. romance. <laughs> romance. Romance. We have to finish the book. Yeah. I read 60 pages last night. Oh, good. Good. I did yeah. not. Still not <laughs> so, even halfway through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. It's called Bringing Down the Duke is yes. the name of the book. Uh, so it's it's a first of a series, right? Yes. It's extraordinary Women series. So uh, it will be, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Kendall will be with us, of course, for that to see how wh- whether we like that or not. Um, you know, it's funny. I uh, some people have been listening, like catching up with them, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, I love when you guys love the book, but I almost loved like the noise because you, you hated it so much. Yeah, it was hilarious to hear you guys just rip that book apart. I was like, so maybe we need to find a book that like we know is bad just for fun. Maybe, maybe <laughs> another James Patterson. Yeah, but then you have to read it. That's the yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All From right, a short book. Yeah, that yeah, we like, don't a, like. like a novella. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. Um, so definitely tune into that. And again, um, we're going to post these final predictions uh, on on off the shelf. There's a lot of great content on there. So definitely check us out. You can, if you're a Google user, you can subscribe to the blog. It's still new. We're still getting the word out there. But I think we have some really talented cast. I want to say cast members. Well, we've been talking about movies. Right. Staff, staff members who are contributing. So there's some really interesting content. So definitely check that out. All right. Thank you all for listening. Um, thank you for coming, Andrew. Awesome. We'll All see right. you next time. We'll, we'll be uh, we'll see you for a winter prediction. <laughs> <laughs>